get away with this, people will ask questions. No, they won't. Nobody listens to this show. I'm going to get away with everything, other John. Wait, so are you John or are you other John? I'm John. Can, can I finish? Yeah, sure. Okay, so other John's all like, If you shoot me, you'll never be able to prove that it wasn't you that crashed that blimp into that other blimp. Wrong again, other John. I've got a rock-solid alibi for everything. Who? Other Paul. Wait, there's another Paul? No, 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 I was just trying to mess with his head. So then what happened? You shot me! I shot him. Did he die? What, am I a doctor? I thought you were. Didn't you get your PhD in blimpology? Oh yeah, I am a doctor. <laughs> so do you want to tell a story through flashback? It was late in the year 2023 when I remember we had begun to record episodes for a new series. Is this going to take long? In those days, the studio still had an awning, and Lou would come through every once in a while to tighten loose screws in exchange for one of Mama's freshly baked apple pies. Herman would bring toys for the children, and Mama would give him a pie as well, but make sure to slip a few eight balls inside. Mama always manufactured the finest cocaine. In spite of all the comings and the goings of Defenpa Studios that year, we had decided to watch one of the most convoluted Transformers cartoons ever made, Transformers Cybertron. Autobots, transform! Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode one of Transformers Cybertron. It is fallen. This episode was written by Hiro Masaki. There's going to be a whole bunch of new writers in this series, a lot more than two. Uh, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, well, there wasn't an episode. But in this episode, it starts off with, and well, it's got a new intro, obviously. And it's Optimus saying a lot of stuff. And what he says is, our worlds are in danger. To save them and the galaxy, we must find the four cyber planet keys. So that's a thing now. Before the Decepticons can use them for evil. It is our mission. So we have a plot. And I really want to know how long this plot and this goal is going to remain <laughs> front and center. How many times did they change it in Energon and Armada, right? 87. <laughs> Somehow in 50 episodes. But we start on Cybertron where Hotshot is loading a crate into Jetfire because the Autobots are abandoning Cybertron. Shut up, Paul. It's time for an attack. Oh, yeah, because Starscream comes through a space bridge or a portal or whatever this is and attacks. And now the rest of the Autobots are here, too. Yeah, there is there is no, not even a hint of a story. I mean, look, they say they're abandoning Cybertron, but... I do love that when Starscream arrives, they kick each other around for a while. Like, he's, he's Starscream. But then Optimus shows up, and he's like, Starscream, hmm, an open attack isn't his idea. Let's run away. And he transforms and runs away. Yep, starts heading back to their base, because he thinks this must be a, a distraction. And Starscream follows him. He's like, get back here, kind of thing. But landmine he's a new character just smashes him one and they all land on starscream yeah they like pile up on him it's like take two on one how about three on one and i'm like optimus prime is still running away yeah. uh, so then uh, this this made me laugh out loud so much i have a feeling this whole series is just going to be a what the fuck series um <laughs> because starscream does a cool thing where he he knocks so oh, the ground starts to break up and landmine goes up in the air and then starscream blasts him with the null lasers yeah which knocks him higher into the atmosphere and now we find out why the Autobots are getting the hell out of here there's a 
black hole up in the sky that's like sucking landmine towards it. And then Vector Prime says, I'll see what I can do. And then like he does nothing because he landmine goes into the hole. And then Vector Prime says, it is done. Well, it kind of looked to me like maybe he opened a space bridge or something and that's what landmine went through. Oh, I don't know. That, I guess that makes sense. Uh, it's less funny now, but it, yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. Uh, well, we find out where where this space bridge or whatever it is ends up because uh, we go to Colorado, I found out, and we have a kid named Kobe. So here's our annoying, one of our annoying kids, um, and his dad racing dirt bikes in the forest. That's what I have down is now we're on Earth out riding the dirt bikes and here are the humans and I want Armada Rad back. Like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, these kids are they're anyway, pretty, they're annoying. We Kobe and uh, now we meet Lori, who is upset that this other kid, the yeah, Kobe, is ruining her peace and quiet with his dirt bike. And then they oh, it's are... not just that, Paul. It's that her family moved there where Kobe already lives, and she is <laughs> angry at him for not living the way that she wants him to live. She is a capital B. <laughs> and then they argue about ice cream, and she thinks that anyone with sense would pick chocolate. Oh, yeah. And they didn't go with vanilla. He's arguing strawberry. Who the fuck chooses strawberry ice cream as their go-to? I remember you had a thing on Twitter years ago about how uh, something like Neapolitan ice cream is the only way anybody willingly buys strawberry ice cream, and it's only because they want the other two. Very true. Unfortunately, because you didn't call it X, Elon Musk just sued us for a billion dollars. <laughs> But then uh, high in the sky, landmine comes out of a space bridge and just comes down like a meteor. And the kids run to see what was that. And Oh, here... no, Paul. Did, did, when that when all the sky went purple and, and, and uh, pink and a giant meteor flew by, did you hear that? That's with the little kid. I think, what's his name? Um, uh, we find out his name is Bud. Bud. <laughs> Bud. Oh, man, they're really going for the American audience here. But Bud's like, hey, do you guys hear that? And, like, the sky has changed color. But, yeah, did you hear it? Well, yeah, they run to see what the hell that was. And here's Landmine lying in a crater in robot mode. And he's pretty banged up, but he's still alive. Okay, now we have to talk about continuity because these kids don't seem to know what a Transformer is. And going by Energon, Transformers were just completely integrated into human society. Oh, yes. So I never this even cannot be that. a continuation of Energon. It makes, and there's a number of things that come up, like they're going to rewrite the entire backstory of the Transformers in about 10 minutes. But. This show cannot be a continuation of Energon. It doesn't make sense. But uh, now Kobe's got the four-wheeler out, and somehow, with that, he manages to tow landmine out of this crater. Like, <laughs> no, that's not what would happen. I've got a, a thing, a positive thing to say here is, is that the 3D models are much more dynamic. And yes. There's more articulation. When uh, landmine's being dragged out of the dirt, like you can see his legs kind of bumping and knock, getting knocked around. It's not just basic straight line movements that you saw in Energon. It, it is much better. But uh, they take Landmine into the woods. He's up walking on his feet now. And Lori's back. I guess she had to go change her clothes. Yes, this shirt is crucially important to the plot. They're her robot <laughs> repair clothes. It's a t-shirt and shorts. Yes. Uh, and then Kobe, a child, insists he can repair an alien robot. And he does. Yeah, he thinks he can fix it. And now he has like all his like Chilton's manuals and repair manuals <laughs> on the ground in front of him. Like, where did you... Maybe he went home, got the four-wheeler, they were in a backpack or something. I don't know. But Landmine's just sitting there while the kid 
what Kobe's working on his arm, and the other two are like just shining up the armor on his leg. And he's surprised they aren't scared of him and uh, tells him he's from Cybertron, and it's flashback time. Yes, and this is what I was saying, like they rewrite everything. So first off, he says that after centuries of war, not after millennia or millions of years, after centuries of war, Cybertron, which is not that far from here, galactically, (laughs) uh, was ruined. So they, they somehow this... Oh, they destroyed Unicron and it made a black hole? Yeah, tore open a hole in the universe, I think he says. And then we watch another planet get sucked into this black hole and destroyed. So this is something that happened in the distant past. Yeah, and and I guess Cybertron is going to be next. So Optimus' plan is everybody run away. Uh, Yes. He's like, we're going to figure out a solution. But until then, we're all going to go to Earth uninvited. And we have a big scene in like one of those stadiums. We have seen that in Energon uh, where he like projects, this is called a fire truck. And he turns into a fire truck. (laughs) And I gotta say, it's pretty decent transformation. And that it Hotshot is. and uh, another new guy, Overhaul, scan their new forms and transform. And then Jetfire tells all the Autobots not to all scan the same things. There's lots to pick from. Hey, fuckers! I've got a bag of toys for the kiddies, and in return, would like one apple pie. Wink! Do you mean cocaine? I mean cocaine! What Transformers do you have for us this time, Herman? I don't know. This show's a mess. Here, take this bag. I've got to go see a man about a horse. Do you mean more cocaine? I need more cocaine. Ah, there he goes. Anyway, we see a bunch of shapes, um, like, projected up. They're like, here's a car, and here's this. And, and yeah, they don't all do the same thing. And they're going to go to Earth, as I said, on invited commercial break. And when we come back, Landmine says Optimus was worried humans would be scared of them, thus the disguises. And we flash back to Cybertron again, where the Autobots were space bridging to Earth. But then a giant green portal opened in the sky, and a very old spaceship came out and transformed. And it's Vector Prime. Keeper of space and time, but he actually doesn't rhyme, so that's good. What a crime. (laughs) Uh, But he does explain that there are four cyber planet keys, which are a fragment of the spark of Primus. This is like we're we're ham-fisting a story. He's like, a long time ago, Cybertronians built space bridges, and then four ships lost these keys, and they could... uh, What do they do? I wrote it down. Each key can turn a planet into a copy of Cybertron, and also stop the black hole, and also... Altogether, open the Omega Lock to release the power of Primus. Which could stop the black hole, yeah. And uh, back in the present, Landmine tells the kids that's where they were when the Decepticons attacked. Which we don't see. It would have been cool, but we don't see it because we go back to Earth and, like, there's a, a fighter jet and this energy ball intercepts it. It turns out... So, okay, I don't know if that was, like, this series' version of a protoform or yeah, what. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, maybe. But it turns into Thundercracker. Who is pretty, well, G1 Thundercracker colors, mostly. Yeah, he has a little more red than G1 Thundercracker did. He does, and I like the voice. I, look, in movies, I find it dumb when Transformers have accents because there's they're trying to have a sense of realism in the movies. In the cartoons, I kind of like it. Uh, and he's got, like, yeehaw! He fires at a... Um, well, it's like, quick strike from beast wars is what it immediately reminded me of very much so very much so but he fires a, a couple missiles at the kids he's like what a waste of missiles and because he doesn't hit them <laughs> i like what he says before that though is like uh, shooting that autobot in the back wouldn't be sporting so i'm gonna yell at him first then i'll shoot him in the back <laughs> then optimus shows up and one of the kids is like a talking flying fire engine because yeah he flies and that line seems to encapsulate the, the chaotic nature of this show well, yeah, because Optimus just smashes into the side of Thundercracker, and uh, they start 
flying off, chasing each other. Thundercracker manages to get in behind him in a canyon and fires, but he misses again. Excuse me there, fellas. I'm just here to hang some brackets and tighten three screws on that new awning. Is this one gonna fall on me? Are you gonna fly around the studio again all fancy crazy? Probably. Well, there's your answer. So, yeah, it's, it's Optimus, he, and he, like, he flies around and then, like, basically slams into him and knocks him into, a, I think, like, another warp gate that conveniently just, whoop, is there. And now the other Autobots are here, and they can all fly fine. They've established it the first time we see them doing it in the first episode. Fine. Autobots can fly. Sure. <laughs> and then Optimus, without any real reasoning, comes down and he, somebody says, hey, should we tell him about the map? And he's like, well, I guess these kids are a part of it now. So here's the thing. And like <laughs> right away, they're just on the team. Yeah, this is where we find out that uh, the boys are brothers and the younger one's name is Bud. <laughs> no, I think his mother said his name earlier at the barbecue. She was like, come on over. Bud's going to eat everything. So oh, yeah, okay. he, his name's Bud. But um, yeah, Optimus explains, uh, well, through flashback, which the half of this, this episode is, um, we go to Vector Prime, I guess in Cybertron somewhere, and oh boy, he visually, I guess he's Megatron. He doesn't really look like Megatron, but he's supposed to be Megatron. Uh, does he sound like Megatron, Paul? Uh, he does not sound like Megatron. This is not David K. This is not. Now, dear listener, if this is your first episode of Tefinpis, we recommend you go back and listen to the 500th episode of Tefinpis to understand why we love David K. Um, this is a guy named Trevor Deval Devil. Okay. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And he is in it for to the best of my understanding, this one episode. So I'll give it to you this time, Trevor. <laughs> but yeah, it's Megatron, and he just bashes Scattershot aside. Scattershot's here, too. And he starts doing the old, like, Psy-Kill bit where the, oh, no, the Guardians are evil, like the, the Autobots are evil, and Vector Prime almost buys it, but Megatron just smirks at the last second, and Vector Prime realizes, oh, no, 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 you're the evil one, and <laughs> Just Megatron grabs the thing from him and just boots him across the room. Paul, can you picture David K playing Psykill? Yeah, now that you mention it. That would be fucking glorious. That could be amazing. Oh, Psykill getting into... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, because he had that, oh, that kind of snidely good. whiplash, evil villain insanity to him. All right, you know what? When we make our multi-billion dollar GoBot movie, <laughs> we're, we're hiring David Kay. Uh, anyway, Optimus, yeah, he gets the map, which is, is you know, it's just a sphere. Um, but then Optimus Prime shows up and they square off and then they do that thing where they charge and punch fists. Yep, and then Optimus forms super mode and I think it looked pretty damn good. But um, when Optimus is standing in front of him, Megatron sees the reflection of Scattershot coming up behind him in Optimus's windows. And just as Scattershot goes to dive at him, Megatron just jumps out of the way and Scattershot hits Optimus. And then Megatron, like Emperor Palpatine, zaps them across the room with lightning. Yeah, there were moments here where it kind of felt like the movie in, from 86, where when Hot Rod... Uh, jumps in front of, uh, tries to stop Megatron, and then Optimus gets shot. Uh, so Scattershot screws that up, and then, right out of G1, Megatron <laughs> blows a hole in the wall and leaves. Uh, the Autobots see this and try to stop Megatron, but he flies off on Starscream. I guess Starscream's his 
rocket sled, or either that or Megatron can't fly, which makes no sense. But back on Earth, Vector Prime tells the kids there isn't time to collect all the data again that Megatron stole because the black hole is getting larger. And then, Minicons! Yeah, he launches three Minicons from his chest, which we find out are Jolt, Six Speed, and Reverb. And they recognize the logo on Lori's shirt. And this is so forced and stupid. Lori insists it's just a shirt she borrowed from her brother and that the logo, it's basically an X in a, or a cross in a, a circle. And she's like, it's just from a band. I think it's got something to do with Atlantis. And Jetfire looks at that and goes, oh, well, that probably means the Omega Lock is on Earth along with a duplicate map. Convenient. Cybertron is slowly getting pulled into a black hole, and the Autobots are going to temporarily evacuate. Temporary. But man, if things are getting sucked off the face of the planet by a black hole, it's far too late to worry about saving the place. It's done for. Either way, they're going to give it the old college try, and the place they pick to evacuate to is Earth. Why Earth? I mean, I know why, but really, why would the Autobots pick Earth? Is that where the Dark landed? Jetfire was already there to have a look around. He's seen that there are humans. That's why they'll need to disguise themselves as vehicles. But you think the Decepticons won't just follow you there? They need to evacuate too. Even if you don't know about the Omega Lock yet, they're going to think you know something they don't. And how's that for a lucky shot? Landmine gets sent by Vector Sigma to Earth, and he lands in rural Colorado, luckily near three kids out for a walk, one of whom can fix him, and another one who had to go change her clothes first and luckily came back wearing a band t-shirt whose logo luckily Vector Sigma and his boys recognize as the Omega Lock, which means luckily the thing might be on Earth. Man, they should all go up and get lottery tickets on the way home, because they're lucky. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, the first episode of Cybertron. Ron, Paul, what did you think? I thought it looked very good, although some of the explosions I thought were didn't quite work. Like they were like yellow and purple kind of things that looked kind of different. I kind of liked it. It was like cell shaded. They were forcing something. It didn't match the look of the Transformers, which are not cell shaded. They're more they look metallic, like a polished metal. I, I agree. I do like the look of it. It's kind of dumb and fun. I, I think if I can accept this entire series as a what the fuck episode. Or one long what the fuck episode, I guess. Um, I can deal with it. I like Thundercracker. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say with explosions when he fires those four rockets down at landmine. Oh, into the forest from the great big picture or a great big view. Just like even the way the camera shakes, the the sound effect, and just the size of the explosions, it was friggin' awesome. Yeah, the kids would have been dead, but it looked so cool. Uh, Trevor Duvall sucked. Sorry, I, I looked him up on like IMDb, and he's done a ton of stuff like X Men and Teen Titans. He's just a ton of superhero stuff. But I'm sorry, Trevor, you ain't Megatron. No, there's there's two Megatrons, but we will uh, acknowledge. <laughs> I'll give Hugo Weaving a pass, but, but yeah, oh, so there's, there's him, two and then, um Who did him in uh, Animated? Oh, yeah, who did I him? Because K did Optimus. Oh, yeah, who did him in Animated? He wasn't bad either. Alright, well, if you want to see something that's probably bad or a little worse, uh, you can tune in to the next episode when we review Haven. Uh, if you want to find a Haven on the internet without any hate, you can email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to Weird Al with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, don't use do it. Keep on transforming. See you later.
I want Armada Rad back. 